Hi, and uh, welcome to what will be the first of hopefully many uh, Caves of Narsh podcasts. Uh, we'll call them Concasts because we do that with everything that we do here at Concasts. You're a horrible person. Yes, I am a horrible person. Uh, I am Josh. You may know me as Rangers51. I am the founder and webmaster of Caves of Narsh at cavesofnarsh.com. Uh, the crabby British chap that you heard break in there for a second, he can introduce himself. I'm Tiddles, and I just still hang around here because I've got nothing else to do. Which Hi. is really what we all do, and that's the best reason for yeah. it. Because, you know, Pretty much. You, the more life you have, the less likely it is that you're playing any of the games that Caves of Narsh has on it anyway. So it, it works out okay for everybody. I don't even play them. Fair point. Uh, you may also hear in the background in the recording studio in Massachusetts where I'm currently sitting a toddler. And that's because she has nowhere else to go either, just like Tittles. Yep. So she will also be guesting with us today. And hopefully later on, we'll have a couple more guests from the uh, Caves and Arch staff uh, popping in to talk about stuff with us. So much better than the other toddler we used to have around. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. He always asked for things. <laughs> Attention, mainly. Um, yep. Anyway, let's carry on. Since this is our pilot episode, uh, and you are one of the seven people listening to it, you probably won't need this background that we're about to give you, but we thought it would be a good thing for us to start off by telling you guys a little bit about who we are and why we're doing this podcast, Uh, mainly because we're not sure that we can fill a half hour or however long we want this to be, because we're not very interesting people. So anything we can We're do really for fill- yeah, <laughs> anything we can do for filler is almost certainly going to help us out a lot. Now, as I said, my name's Josh. Uh, I'm the guy that's been around the longest. I started the site back in 1997, and now only you know 16 or so years later, we're finally doing a podcast. Such a depressing number. There's a lot of depressing things that uh, we could talk about. (laughs) Let's try to avoid those as much as we can. Um, We haven't done a podcast before. We may be a little bit behind the curve on some of the new and trendier things. Not that you can call podcasting new or trendy per se. But uh, for 2013, we're trying to make a little bit more of a go at the things that all the young whippersnappers are into these days. So you should be seeing our presence felt a little bit more on social media like Facebook and Twitter. Hopefully this podcast will get more than you know 19 viewers uh, and then subtracting the three or four that are likely to be from our families. And that'll give us enough impetus to keep this going as well. Yeah, for 2013, we're basically trying to get as far as 2003, so bear with us. You know, I mean, given our game coverage, I figure if we can stay about 10 years behind the curve, we're probably doing all right. And... We're doing great for us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, and, and we'll get to that uh, probably a little bit later on. And for us and our standard of work over the last few years, I think we've really been cranking <laughs> stuff out lately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the standard's been fine. <laughs> quality over quantity by, by some margin. Yes, I, I think that uh, when you start doing quantity of zero, though, you start getting yeah. into some kind of uh, division by error. You know, we should ask Tom about that. He'll probably give us some fascinating stats. Hopefully, I'm hoping what he's going to say is our quality is infinite while our quantity is zero. So, uh, Tom, for anybody who hasn't been uh, around for years and years and years, is a staffer who uh, still hangs out with us from time to time. Uh, but he's also pursuing a Ph.D. in mathematics from, I believe, the University of Missouri. And most of the stuff that he likes talking about now 
is stuff that nobody understands. Let me tell you this. I have never seen so much maths in a Twitter feed. That's uh, why but it's entertaining. I, yeah, I enjoy reading it. So. I don't follow him on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Caves of Narsh. Uh, it's also Caves of Narsh on Facebook. And we do a lousy job of promoting that on the site proper. But that's one of the things I'm going to be working on soon. Now, anyway, back to the topic that I was about to kick off five minutes ago. Uh, this is our first podcast again, and uh, we're hoping to make a chain of these. I don't know how often. I don't know how many, but uh, we'll see what we can come up with. And the reason we're starting this now, after all this time, is uh, really kind of we wanted to do something similar. We've had some con people that uh, used to be on TeamSpeak together a lot. Uh, some of them are still around, yeah. some not. And we always seem to have pretty entertaining conversations, very rarely about Final Fantasy. So if we can <laughs> harness a little bit of that energy and maybe uh, make it a little bit more relevant to the site's audience, then maybe we've got a winner here. And uh, con staffer Laszlo came to us uh, a couple weeks ago and said, you know, there really aren't that many awesome gaming podcasts. The ones that have good content sometimes have poor personalities. The ones that have great personalities are sometimes boring or just run on way too long. And you guys might be able to find a good middle ground for that. I hear you. Yeah, run, run on way too long. We, we may already be um, onto a loser there, but we'll see how we go. Well, we this is the magic of editing. So far, it's looking like uh, we're at about eight and a half minutes, and I'm pretty sure the first two minutes of that was you screwing up my count so I could start the recording. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're going to try this. We think that we've got a little bit of a different podcast, or yes, podcast. Obviously, podcast. we're highly podcast. professional. Podcast. Yeah, that, that'll definitely get edited. Um, <laughs> we think we've got a different perspective from most other Final Fantasy sites out there. There's definitely some out there that are bigger than us. Uh, I don't know for sure that there are really any that have been around longer than us anymore. Um, the only one well, that not, I can... technically. <laughs> I mean, it, if you consider ones where people lost control of their original domain <laughs> and then had to kind of, like, manually port their audience from one site to a completely different one... I, we've never had to do that. We've come close a couple times. But yeah, we, we did lose OP before. Gaming. That was um, a little hair-raising. That was a blow. That was a blow. And that's why we started running things. Ourselves. That, maybe that's a topic for another one. When people actually yeah. express some level of interest in uh, the history of us uh, that they can't get from the site already because we've written pages and pages of it. Let's maybe just go we'll with if that. rather than when. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing's kind of an if. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, not only do I think we've got a little bit different of a perspective uh, than most Final Fantasy sites or most Final Fantasy podcasters, largely because we have people that focus mainly on the older ones and not the newer ones, I think it also helps that, um, in one way or another, we're all intensely ugly people. And I'd like to think that I'm ugly mainly only in personality, but I'm not going to bet the farm on it. Uh, Tittles, you're... Well, I think you're dashing because you're a British guy, but you, oh, you're. Yes, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, we'll get the other guys in here later, and uh, yeah, they're nothing to look at either. My, I think my least favorite thing about myself is my horrible nasally voice. So that's that's only going to go well for this. Well, my sound card's actually got a thing where I can change my voice now, so maybe I should try that next time. We'll oh, see. Could you sound American? 
I don't know. We'll have to find out. You probably sound like a Dalek. I mean, that's probably what most sound cards can do by accident if they go wrong. So they probably built it in. Actually, you know, that, that brings up an interesting point. I want to see if maybe your sound card has a setting where you can sound like uh, David Tennant in that, uh, <laughs> that American pilot that we found on YouTube the other day. Because that was the most amazing, like, half Scottish, <laughs> half American accent. Not that I've heard like, any of those. But... If you were Scottish trying to do an accent, that's what it's it would true. sound like. It's true. I'm fairly poor at accenting. Uh, okay. We're digressing again. <laughs> yeah. Now, the tone of what we're doing here in the podcast is pretty similar, I think, at least so far, uh, to what we do on the site. You know, we're not a wiki. And we've had people ask, hey, why aren't you a wiki? Well, you know, part of it is when we started doing things, there wasn't such thing as a wiki. I, we were kind of the closest thing you could do to a wiki where <laughs> you could email us and then we'd put something on the site for you. Um, but something that you lose is a little bit of the personality when you have so many voices contributing to the same thing. We've got a more common voice. And by doing a podcast with two, three, four people, you know, however many, most of whom will have been around for quite a while, I, I think we're going to have that kind of consistent voice, similar to what we have on the site. You know, if you read our site, we're going to sound a little bit, uh, well, the word that was given to me the other day in IM was snarky. And I have no issue with being called snarky. So let's go with that. Uh, Tittles is British again. Naturally snarky. That's the way it's going to go. you haven't noticed at this point. Yeah, I, you may notice that he's mainly snarky towards me. And uh, Yeah, deservedly so. Mostly. Yeah, and you're a great foil for me on top of the fact that we've been friends yeah. for like 10 years. And uh, hopefully when people get sick of listening to me, they will... Uh, you know, be more willing to listen to you well, if you indeed I invite you back for episodes. <laughs> um, you know, we think that what we have to offer is good for you guys out there. And while we may be a little rough around the edges as we do this first podcast, uh, hopefully if we keep doing them, we'll get to that point there too, where we're giving things that you maybe didn't know you wanted or didn't know that you were interested in hearing. Maybe we'll find those eventually. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I, I've had a lot of trouble with with the police about giving people things that um, that they didn't want, but I thought they wanted, so we should probably stay away from that. And that is when this became <laughs> the subject of a subpoena. We believe that gamers are not just 13-year-olds playing Call of Duty on Xbox Live. I'm, it's mainly that. Well, unfortunately, they are. And unfortunately, that is what people you know who aren't gamers look at gamers as. And this podcast, obviously, is going to change that. We're going to be incredibly niche. And the people who are going to be <laughs> listening to us, if any, are going to feel the same way, where you know they already know that there's more to gaming than you know hurling sexual epithets on Xbox Live. They know this because they're playing the same games that we've played over the years. They, you know, they're playing Final Fantasy. You don't get a whole lot of smack talk with that. And there's an audience for that. There has to be. You know, we're not going to come in here and you know, curse for a half hour in the guise of being edgy. And we're going to treat our audience like they're our age. You know, I'm fast approaching my mid-30s. Uh, Tittles, you're getting pretty old, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, you just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Is I did. I'm trying to do the math. That's 30, right? You're 30 now. Three zero, yeah. <sighs> that's, it feels that's... like five years have passed in the last year, actually. But well, that's, of that's course. a whole other story. And yeah, and that's <laughs> you know, I I sympathize with you for that, but uh, I'm kind of the same way, given the fact that I spend 24 hours a day with a small child who is yeah. currently trying to steal the mouse from my other computer and do nefarious things with it. Uh, that also ages you pretty quickly. Uh, but the point there is, you know, we're not 15. We've been around the block a few times, and hopefully that gives us another good perspective that we can bring to you. I think with us, when we were 15, we weren't 15, if you know what I mean. That kind of leads me into the first thing that I wanted to talk about as part of the podcast, um, our first real topic after all of this yammering. And it's what something that forty that's, minutes was it? Blimey. I don't know. It what felt I can like do forty. For yeah, well, obviously your time is starting to run a little bit faster than everybody <laughs> else's. Okay. That's a plus at this point. I told Hang you. The, I told you the fact that my time changed last weekend and yours didn't. Uh, we're recording this in mid-March, by the way, and uh, that's just completely thrown me off. So not only are we less time apart than we usually are right now, you're also running at a faster clip. So eventually yep. you'll get further ahead again. And oh, oh, god! It's like Done. a timey wimey episode of Doctor Who. We do have two more people that have jumped into the fray. Again, not counting my child, who is now roaming my office, uh, carrying around what appears to be an installation disc for Office 2003. <laughs> I, I need to clean around here more often. Uh, first up, we've got uh, Laszlo from uh, Khan, who has been around for quite a while now. Uh, Laz, how long have you been around? Um, I think on the forums, the official start date is 2003, but... It's safer to assume I've been around Con for eight-ish years. Around, eight. yeah. It's like I, I just started. I signed up for the forums for yeah for the forums lurking a little while, and then I started commenting more actively in o four o five. By the way, that was a uh, great start to your introduction. Oh yeah, just, just mm. put that out there. Uh, also <laughs> joining us uh, from Dublin, Ireland, we've got uh, Alex, and he is death penalty at the site uh, forums and in the chat. Uh, what you got to say, Alex? Uh, not much of value, but, uh, we'll go for it anyhow. Yes, uh... Join the club. Death Penalty, DP, Alex, Jeffrey, there's a whole collection of names that may or may not show up, so... I'm all of them. I've been around 06 or 07, so... Not quite as long as as any of the rest of you, but... Long enough. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, DP, but you are a double major in university right now. Uh, philosophy and yeah. English, is that right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so we're expecting a lot out of you here. And oh, dear. <laughs> if you disappoint us, you won't actually be allowed back into the country. <laughs> okay. Well, oof. This reminds me of that boring bit at the beginning of quiz shows where they ask people for anecdotes about their lives. Has anybody got any anecdotes about their lives that are particularly not very funny, but are supposed to be funny? Uh, I work as a manhole inspector. I, I'm sorry. What? I I feel like I have no choice but to let that go, given what I was saying a few minutes ago about elevating the conversation. But 
I, I want it on the record that it is taking all of my self-control to just let that slide. Should we, should we just go with Fanar and let that be that? Yes, uh, very few people will understand best. what you just said for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Let's go with it. Now, now, I'm only a professional manhole inspector, not in a refer- I don't inspect in a recreational manner. So what you're saying is you do it for pay? Uh, yes. This is, uh, <laughs> Can no somebody else talk this. for a minute here? There's, nobody, just... there's no salvaging this. <laughs> <sighs> Somebody quick, give us a talking point. So what was that topic you were going to talk about, John? I, I, had, I had a topic. I had a topic. Um, it is... Oh, this podcast is going to go on for ten years. Yeah, we'll, we'll break it up <laughs> into a has. multi-parter. It already has. It's... Um, what I was going to talk about right here and right now was uh, something that is relevant both to hopefully us talking right now and hopefully people listening because if we're not checking off both those boxes we might be wasting our time just a little bit um caves and arsh as i mentioned at the start of the show is a fan site been around for a real long time and a lot of stuff has changed uh both on the internet and for fan sites and for websites in general since uh, we first came around uh, i'd like to point out here that I was interviewed by One Up a couple of years ago. I, they've just died, so that's it's kind of, I guess, morbid in a way to bring that up now. But um, a few years yeah. ago, they did a feature on some of the longest-running fan sites or most popular fan sites. Obviously, they brought us in for longest running. But yeah. um, you know, they asked us all the people they interviewed, "What have you seen that has changed, and what has made that?" different for you and has it changed the way that you do business and i certainly know where i'm coming from on that and i'm sure i'll get to it momentarily but uh you guys who are not necessarily quite as emotionally invested in it as i am i what what do you guys think about this do you guys still use fan sites that aren't con or is this kind of the last vestige of a bygone era as far as you're concerned well you know about my other retro fetish of Sonic games, so I tend to hang around Sonic Retro, which is a you know pretty big in that department. But I mean, the most obvious thing that springs to mind as having changed is the big rise of social media. People just go and talk about things centralised on Facebook or on Twitter or on any of these sites that kids use, um, rather than just finding a dedicated um, fan site like ours is more these days but i don't know i feel like maybe that things like game facts were already kind of pulling that way even before the rise of facebook and the like yeah, yeah maybe it makes me a little all of them. go ahead uh, just yeah where you can access a bunch of different uh, a bunch of different things in one <clears throat> i don't know it makes me uh, a little bit old-fashioned i guess but um i mean I think it's kind of really annoying navigating extremely large text files or, uh, yeah. God forbid, going on to Yahoo Answers to find <laughs> video game information. So I like it when, you know, if, if there's a dedicated fan site that has things organized in a sensible manner and can provide things like images and maps, I'm a huge fan of that. And Khan has been doing a very good job of that for several years. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yay. I think I, I, think I, mean, I first used it. Lightly, but- I think I first used it when I was playing Final Fantasy V for the first time, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. 
that's incredibly unfortunate because, <laughs> you know, until pretty recently, our Final Fantasy V content was definitely the worst of anything that we had on the site. Yeah. And it was still better than everyone else's. So well, yeah, I, you're you're not wrong, and that's the amazing thing about it, and that's probably testament to the relative popularity of Five relative to <laughs> the other games in the series. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not gonna kick that game while it's down. The best and only coverage. God knows if I do that enough. And, I was know, saying that the other day, and uh, I was saying that to somebody the other day in chat how uh, Khan has sort of spoiled me for all other walkthroughs. I you know I go to some <laughs> other site and I try to look up walkthrough for something else and I just kind of hate it you know you have to scroll through the long wall of text or whatever and you have to you know search different terms and stuff instead of the nice convenient links but whenever I yeah whenever I can I definitely go to uh, another sort of fan site for the games whether it be um, you know uh, Chrono Compendium is, is, is a pretty good site that, that is a fantastic site. I, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that we do in our Chrono Trigger section that uh, equals or possibly even surpasses it, but for the depth of that entire series, those guys are pretty amazing. So props to you guys uh, when you totally don't listen to this ever. <laughs> I think the great thing about visiting a site like Chrono Compendium, or, or I'd like to think us, is that you get the feeling that there's a bunch of people who are really invested in getting good content out there who really actually like and enjoy talking about and writing about and, you know, are interested in the subject. Um, you used to get, back when fan sites were, I suppose, gaming fan sites were a bigger thing, you would get just endless Final Fantasy websites, none of which had any redeeming features. <laughs> oh, you know, like all the ones you'd want to affiliate with us, where you'd just have... <laughs> Paid with a stolen layout, and it would have lists of things that happened in the games with no thought to whether anybody would ever find any of these things remotely useful or well-organized. And people just, I think, they saw other successful sites, and they wanted to make their own and, and kind of get a slice of the pie without really wanting to... without wanting to give okay. people something. They just wanted to kind of make something that people would come to and, and be the, the big daddy or something, but... Well, sure, I actually remember one time uh, back in 05 or something where somebody just tried to lift an entire section off of our site. Just <laughs> file, save as, file, save as. Yeah, yeah wasn't this the FF7 section that had recently yeah. launched? I, I remember this, yeah. Yeah, it was right after that section launched, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that in quite a while. I, I don't think I could even tell you where it used to be, but uh, yeah, I... Wonder... I mean, Go on. I wonder if there's a, a fan site for all of the other terrible fan sites that indexes them. <laughs> Would it be mean-spirited if I did that? Well, they no, used it'd, to be, be a, it'd be a I, fascinating I could, I could exercise. Tr I could troll archive.org for a couple days. They used to be Beta FF, who were kind of pretty big on <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought that Tittles brought up a pretty interesting point, and I think it's probably one that he and I have talked about in context of other things from time to time in the past. And that's, you know, the rise of social media is really a game changer for pretty much every site. And I just use the word game changer and I kind of hate myself for it. But um, You've already done quote unquote, so there's no redeeming it. And Web 1.0. So I, yeah, I know. pretty much every like target audience for this hates me right now. <laughs> uh, that includes oh, I almost have a bingo on my corporate bingo sheet right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a suit. There's no way around it. Um, I... The way I put it, and I, I use Facebook a lot personally. I use Twitter a lot now for con, not, much less so for me personally. But the thing that I 
I call it narcissism because I think that social media breeds narcissism in all of us. And whether we recognize it or not doesn't necessarily make it any better, but it makes it so that everything is completely centered around the individual. You have this constant feed of things that are allegedly suited to your interests, and they just get spoon-fed to you in a never-ending feed of stuff. And I think that's the sort of thing that makes people less likely to be part of a real community. Because when you're just getting spoon-fed all this stuff over and over and day in and day out, do you really feel like you have a need to go out and actually make connections, even if they're e-connections, with a lot of other people just because they share your interests? Maybe, but a lot of that narcissism, <laughs> I think, takes me back to the point I was making a minute ago. A lot of these fan sites that just sprung up, that was just the old version of that, wasn't it? People would make their own Final Fantasy sites, say, I don't want to be run by this guy anymore. I'm going to make my own Final Fantasy site. Hookers and Blackjack. And, you know, they'd have a few friends and they would come and join them. And they'd post between each other and create, you know, six topics ever in their forum. Yeah. And it, we've kind of seen it even on our own um, IRC server. You know, when things were bigger, people would form their own splinter channels where they were the center of attention. And, you know... I guess we just have a bigger and more obvious medium to do it now. Yeah. Kind of enables it. No, I, I, say, I think you're right, though, Tittles, because I think when, you know, I, when you do have a forum that's got a lot of traffic in it and a lot of members, you do definitely get, uh, I think that in itself sort of breeds a degree of snarkiness, really. You know, you get, you get some people who are, oh, there are people who read my comments and I'm important and, you know, so I think it does happen when you have anything, you know, of a certain size, basically. But I, at the same time, I think Josh was perhaps onto something in that the social media now is not so much organized around here's one sort of governing principle, you know, e.g. we all like Final Fantasy. Uh, it's more, you know, everyone just come here and you'll, you know, get a little bit of what you like from everyone, basically, instead of sort of the idea of the fan site is you all come together because you have sort of a shared interest and then you sort of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always been something that uh, we've run into a time or two <laughs> I've, over the years with chat, especially because our chat in particular is just widely varied. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot of final fantasy chat, but when it does kick in, you know, people always seem to have something to say, yeah. but then it's more general. We've, we've spent or, so much time talking about final fantasy for, so many years of our lives, we've sort of run out of Final Fantasy things to talk about. To so we talk yeah, about. Yeah, but don't say know, that because we football. still need to be bringing new people into the fold. <laughs> That's news for the podcast too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, at the same time though, it is it is sort of the basis for you know because it always does seem to you know we always do kind of come back to it you know even at sometimes the the oddest moments you know uh, yeah how and... we'll be talking about something and then all of a sudden it'll it'll somehow come back to. You know, all of a sudden, that one time in Final Fantasy IV, like Fisherman's Horizon. And yeah, that, or that, Fisherman's that's actually, Horizon. I, that's actually really fantastic <laughs> because you know, there's always that undercurrent of Final Fantasy yeah. with whatever we've got going on, and it's it's weird how it kind of subtly sneaks into a lot of the more general things that we talk about, both with forums and chat. Um, I think that we're just about ready to wrap up from this. Uh, I've got a couple final thoughts, but if anybody wants to get in before I take over again, 
you know, feel free. Here's your chance. I'll talk about one more thing uh, about fan sites. I think that in a large part, the rise of the wiki has replaced the role of the fan site in recent days. Because um, if I want, you know, something that's a that's a nicely organized table or something instead of a giant text file from GameFAQs, I'll go to one of the Wikia subsites or something. And um, I'll, and the regular editors for these uh, independent wiki sites, separate from Wikipedia, sort of do have a community thing of their own. But because but I'm still gonna say it's not quite the level of quality of a good fan site because um, there's much less quality control and uh, everything's par- part of usually part of a Creative Commons license that makes things a little bit too freewheeling. People can sort of write anything. And tying back into that narcissism discussion from before, uh, sometimes if a fan gets out of hand on a uh, specific wiki page, it'll dilute the quality of it. So, I mean, there has been discussion um, on like uh, about, about making Caves of Nars into a wiki, which is, I think, ridiculous. And a lot of a lot of good fan sites from the past, like uh, R- like RPG classics, have turned into wikis. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's actually funny that you bring that up because um, earlier, I and I'm pretty sure this is going to end up on the cutting room floor, right. uh, just oh. because that conversation. No, I'm not sorry, your man. not your stuff, Mike. You're you're good. Okay. Uh, I I mean the conversation that I had that was, uh, with Tiddles earlier. Uh, yeah, I know. I was reading the <laughs> screen. Um, <laughs> Tiddles and I were actually talking about this just a little bit uh, before you guys hopped in while we we're gearing up for this and i actually made a very similar point there's a place for wikis and if anybody from any of the big wikis out there ever hears this i have no slight to what you guys are doing i I think you guys fill a niche and fill it well uh i would personally never do a site on wikia because that you know as a professional web developer for many years that that sort of you know lack of total control would really grate on me but right. uh, there's there's good stuff that happens there. All the negative points that you bring up are also very very valid, and they're very much uh, what I was talking about with Tittles offline. It, I love that Khan can have a consistent voice, no matter what we're doing, and that voice is a little bit snarky, and it has fun with the subject matter, Caves and it it very often <laughs> references Futurama. So I'm I'm totally down with that part. <laughs> It's, uh, I think it's interesting that you mentioned wikis, and I was thinking about this as we were talking about it. Um, you're absolutely right that you kind of lack the quality control of a, a, a more controlled site like ours, but the, the trade-off to that is that for us, if we're busy, as we always tend to be mm-hmm. now with other things, mm-hmm. the um, things just kind of stop moving. The thing with it, the great thing about a wiki is that if the original creators move on, particularly if it's on something like wiki that's a kind of, you know, bigger site, that it'll just get picked up. I think yeah, that's the great thing about it. Yeah, you have almost unlimited manpower. It's, it's kind of startling even. Yeah. Uh, the interesting, the other interesting thing is you were talking about community with a wiki. And that is something I find kind of interesting. I mean, I, I guess part of the difference with with a fan site like ours is we've always kind of, you have a forum and you have the chat and that's been promoted as just a whole thing of its own, a whole venue for discussion. Um, a lot of my experience with 
wikis and you know this this may be this has been somewhat limited so this may be you know not a fair representation but a lot of my experience there is is that it better it's a bit more people are a lot of the discussion arises through kind of editing the content and getting the content right and it's more it's almost around the idea of making the wiki better more than it is about just having a community or just talking about the content of the wiki. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's the, more, the content is the community. Yeah, yeah it's, more kind of, it's more kind of introverted. It's more kind of self-focused on the site than it is focused on the subject, if you know what I mean. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but... Yeah, I well, I, I, I can draw parallels to that from when maybe Khan had a bit more of manpower at its disposal. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, going back a few years to when it was a little bit easier for us to crank out new content. There, there was a camaraderie that, uh, got built just from the nature of everybody being in a chat room working on stuff together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, maybe those days are past, maybe not. <laughs> I'd like to be optimistic about it, but, uh, you know, the, that is something that, you know, probably has been hampered on our end by the rise of these, m- a little bit more community-driven content sites. And, you know, I would always be happy to incorporate more people into the fold. Uh, well, I guess we'll the, thing, we the thing with the wiki is it's just you feel like editing something, you see something that's not right, you see something that could be better, and you just go and do it. Yeah. Uh, the barrier yeah, to there's... entry with a site like ours is much higher. You almost have to, you have to get involved in the community, or you have to make forum posts, and then we have to comment on it or mm-hmm. do something about it, which we don't yeah. always have time to do these days. And it, it, it makes difficult. It, it, it's a little more difficult to get to that point where you're engaged with, you know, working on the content itself. But well, I think I think what you said though does sort of point out a benefit of of uh, a fan site community over a wiki community just because uh like you were saying the the uh, again limited experience here as well but uh that a wiki community is going to be more more tied to the actual uh improving of content the actual content itself and so when you want to talk about something else you go to a different place instead of going to that particular community uh, so yeah, it's a bit it, more, you've got separation. Whereas, whereas I think for something like Khan, you know, we, a lot of our conversation does take place, um, you know, in different subjects. And it's not, even when we are talking about, say, Final Fantasy, it's not it's strictly content related necessarily because we, I mean, for instance, something like fan art or, or even, uh, you know, this is a bit past now, but fan fiction even. You know, it, again, like what I was saying earlier, it, it's sort of in a fan site is almost the starting point, and then the community sort of goes from there, instead of being sort of fettered to it. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably be much less likely to see um, a conversation just springing up out of nowhere about the Pope on a wiki site. I don't know, maybe <laughs> if you're if you're on the Pope pop wiki. Bomb. <laughs> uh, yes, I. Uh, we alluded to the timing a little bit uh, earlier on, but yes, uh, today is Wednesday, March 13th, 2013, the day of the new Pope. Uh, DP's a little bit Catholic, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's bigger news for him than maybe some other people, but everybody we're going to let him have it. Everybody remembers <laughs> where they were when Pope Francis became the Pope, or at least we yes, did. we're <laughs> recording a about podcast it right now. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to wrap up because it's my prerogative to do so as the uh, de facto host. Uh, when we were thinking about talking about this in our very first podcast, I, I wrote a couple sentences down, and I like the way they sounded. So I'm going to read them verbatim here. What were you saying about narcissism earlier, Josh? I, I am king of the narcissist. I, but I've been doing it since like 1997. So oh, so you're a hipster narcissist. Yeah, oh yeah. He was a narcissist, narcissist way before, before it was school. cool. Yeah. That was creepy. Um, the way I see Khan's role, and indeed the role of the fan site in general, because obviously there are still a few out there. It's not just us. I can't be that narcissistic. How many of them have been updated in the last year, though? Uh, you know, there, are, there should there be a metric for that. Oh, okay, all right. I, I, you should if you want to find the one-up interview on Khan, it's in the news section. Um, I think a couple of those sites that were interviewed three years ago are still up. Not many. Um, I think but from, the, from the sounds of your beginning bit, we sh- you, you need to dub some um, epic speech music behind this. This is, this is sounding a bit like one of Winger's final thoughts. I am. Uh, and he is referring to Jeff Winger from Community, also a uh, repeated topic of conversation and chat, particularly on uh, Thursday nights and Friday mornings. Cool, cool. At least until they finally pull the plug on that show, which will probably be in a couple months. Anyway, uh, the yours. way I see it, the role that Khan and whatever other you know, pissant website that you might go to as a listener, you should continue to embrace the fans that get it. And you should continue to provide and improve the content for those fans as much as you can as often as you can. You should be a shepherd for the games that you cover on your website because you don't know where that new gamer is going to come from that is just finding out that these games that you've loved for a decade or two decades or longer, they may be trying them for the first time. And even if your flock dwindles, they need a shepherd. You're not going to get rich doing it. You're not going to get famous doing it. Though, obviously, I will personally be famous by the time this podcast hits the air. And you just need to do it for as long as you feel you've got something to offer. Uh, I think we've still got something to offer. There's a lot of sites out there that still have something to offer. If you're hearing this and you want to start your own site, figure out something to offer. And then just do it until you can't do it anymore. And make the best of the time you got. And, well, that really sounded a lot better on paper. Oh, oh, well said, well Jeff Winger. Yeah, I do. Under- <laughs> I can see the Winger comparison now. So <laughs> I'm texting, and there's nobody on the other end. <laughs> that, actually, that is an awesome metaphor for this podcast, as it turns out. Oh, Yay. That should be the subtitle. <laughs> oh, All right, uh, Josh and Tiddles in the morning. <laughs> well, we already uh, talked about the time difference and how warped it is. So it's kind of like Josh in the morning and Tiddles at tea time, yeah. which doesn't really have the same ring to it. Nope. Um, we've been rolling for a good chunk of time now. So uh, let's hit one last thing before we call the day. And that is the fact that once again, it is uh, mid-March. Uh, for those of you who are especially in New England like me, or uh, maybe a Penny Arcade fan, you might know that uh, PAX East is coming up and... Uh, actually a week from this weekend, so it's only about a week and a half away now. I am going, 
for the first time. I'm only able to go on Sunday, uh, both because that was the only time that I could get in by the time I bought a ticket, and also because uh, having a family, it's not exactly easy to just bail for three days, including a weekend, and hang out at a gaming con as much as I'd like to. Well, it is um, if you don't plan on coming back. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> My wife is a little bit more the breadwinner than I am, so I would like to still have a home to live in. Um, An official Caves of Narsh reporter. Yes, I, that, well, that's that's kind of my main goal. I'm I'm taking uh, my big camera. I am taking uh, a stack of con business cards, and uh, I'm going to talk to as many people as I can. Um, I'm going to hit the Squeenix booth. Obviously, they have a booth uh, as they would at any major con. And uh, I'm expecting to see not too terribly much. It's interesting. But anything they'll let me take pictures of, I will do so, and I will get them up on the site. Be and, sure to uh, take a picture of the giant sign that says, please wait for more information on Final Fantasy X HD. <laughs> <laughs> or versus well, 13, for that matter. Yeah, and that's a fantastic question. I, what do you guys think will never, ever show up there, but probably should? I think we got two big candidates right there. Those. <laughs> um, maybe Lightning Returns, and maybe uh, possible English translations of some of their uh, recent things, like Bravely Default. Like Bravely Default. I, I would be happy to see Bravely Default make an appearance there. I'd be happy uh, to have if... an English translation of the title. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not going to try to defend any of Square Enix's recent you know game titles. They're... Uh, they're way on the other side of crazy, <laughs> but it's um, it, it it's actually a pretty sweet looking game. It's a you know turn based retro RPG that has no hint of coming uh, to the United States or Europe. So if they were to announce something like an English language release of that, I would be extremely surprised and happy. Even though I don't own the system that it uh, is coming out on. <laughs> I was about to say that exact same thing. I, d I don't own it either, but it would it would be cool to see it over here. I, I think that over the years they've started to give us more credit, but some of their decisions lately have been a backslide from that, and it doesn't make any sense. I, For my money, I'd love to see uh, Typo yeah, type show zero. up. Yeah. I, yeah, zero O. Whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, who, but that's... who cares? Because it's not in English anyway. Yeah. And now there's that group that is uh, localizing it on their own, and that's part of the reason why I kind of want to see it make a surprise appearance. Uh, and this is something that I want to talk about in a future podcast. But there's a little bit. I don't want to say arrogance because that's really not the right word. I really respect what this group of people are doing and trying to make this happen where they don't think it's going to happen organically. But it seems like patience is a virtue, and to see that game show up now or at E3, I think would be a big vindication for Squeenix's business methods of late. And I, I think that, you know, to there an extent, no they kind of deserve that. <laughs> well, from what I've heard, that game is actually fantastic, and it is something that we should see here in one way or another. Oh, it looks stunning. Didn't they, uh, didn't they is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that the, the game that they'd already done most of the localization for? Or was that a different title? I that don't know. That rings a bell, I think, but I can't I think, I, I, think I did a news post on this, because I think, I, I believe that they'd already done most of the localizations with, with like, uh, voice actors and stuff. And then they just sort of paused it. 
you know, I do seem to recall reading that at some point. Wait, uh, no, you're right. It is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I typed yeah, it, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> well, yeah, there you I'm, go. That's... I just did a quick Google search, and you're absolutely right. Apparently, they almost completed its localization, but uh, yeah, not much has come from it. Yeah, I seeing on Twitter that uh, one of the voice actors said that he'd even done a bunch of lines for it. Like, he felt that his part was completely done, yeah. and they just haven't done anything with it. And, you know, that kind of lends to the argument of, hey... You guys maybe jump the gun on this just a little bit. I mean, at this point, I think point, it's been that way for a couple of years, uh, like a year or two, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and there's probably not much excuse for it, but you know, it remains to be seen. Yeah, at, um, at this point, the PSP is uh, basically dead, making the way for the Vita. So, if it were to come out, I would suspect it would be a PlayStation uh, P- PlayStation Network only release, uh, playable on the PSP or the Vita. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, that that sounds great to me, but um, you still have to question whether the market's there for it. I think yes, because Final Fantasy's in the title, and people will buy that. I mean, given given the amount of work that seems to be done on it, I think that they have nothing to lose by releasing it now. Isn't the the, uh, PSP giving way to the PS Vita more or less just a corpse giving way to someone who's terminally (laughs) ill? (laughs) And there's that great uh, charm. Let's, <laughs> let's save that for another one. <laughs> um, but guys, it connects I, to the PS4, and that's totally a thing. <laughs> Yay! I don't know if you guys uh, have looked at all at the pack schedule. I only looked at the day that I was going. Uh, looks like I'm going to hit some fairly interesting panel discussions, I hope. Um, so I'm going to hit... Um, one called An Inside Look at Indie RPGs, uh, which might be cool. I'm not too familiar with a whole lot of indie RPGs. but are the uh, panelists on that? I don't have the slightest idea. I, I'm working from a list here, man. You, right, Google, Google it yourself. I'm, I gotta I'm way ahead of you, sister. All right. Go. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, also going to take a look at one entitled uh, The Future of Playing a Role in Video Game RPGs, which I think is a pretty interesting conversation to have, given yeah. that the gulf between Western RPGs and JRPGs seems to be widening all the time, and the uh, the fan bases for the two seem to be getting further and further apart from having any common ground. So that, that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. I've always had some strong opinions on that, so... Maybe that's you have indeed. Uh, yeah, we should pick that up again future. at another time when uh, we've bored everybody to tears and it's just back <laughs> to the two of us talking at random, yeah. uh, as we've done hey for now. many years. Uh, I do not recognize I'm... any of these indie RPGs from that panel. Sweet! That means they're extra indie. Yeah, they're, they're, they are too indie. I am not cool enough to have heard about these games. Uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely perfect. You don't, you don't want mainstream indie people talking about indie games. No way, man. They're sellouts. Uh, <laughs> we are the um, now the the indie RPGs panel also conflicts with one about geek parenting, which is something that's near and dear to my heart. So I may not make that panel at all, but we'll see. We'll give it some time and check it out. Uh, and then the last one I'd like to hit is uh, something that will appeal to probably three of the four people talking right now: uh, gamers with jobs. <laughs> and I, I can barely even call myself a gamer nowadays. I, I really don't even game have a job. all that much. Ouch. <laughs> Better job than you can. Ooh. <laughs> um, Got heated in here. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just kind of want to hear that conversation because uh, all of us, you know, we're, none of us are getting any younger. And while there's always a new generation of gamers coming up, 
the generation that is represented here, I, you know, Laz, you're in your mid-20s, mid to late 20s. Uh, Tittles and I were talking earlier, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now. Uh, Tittles just turned 30 a few weeks ago. Oh, and oh. We, we are of really what could be considered the first prime gaming generation, where we had, you know, arcades dying out on our watch. Sorry about that, younger kids. Um <laughs> We had the first, you know, real super successful consoles, uh, you know, Atari 2600 notwithstanding. And we were also around for the rise of PC gaming. And we have so many things dividing our time now that what defines us as gamers now is probably really, really wildly different. And I'd kind of like to see what somebody else might have to say about that and see if it changes my thoughts on whether I can consider myself a gamer or not. Well, um, I, I definitely consider myself a gamer is, uh, because, I mean, just at the time investment I put into playing video games and following the industry, but also I have the advantage of being unmarried and without any children and having a job that has me basically stay in one area. So I have, to a degree, the spare time to still be a gamer. It's not... Not easy. I mean, because I have to work overtime sometimes. I'm always I'm doing training and taking classes to try and get a better job down the line. But it's it, it. I mean, I'm still a gamer, but it was a lot easier when I was in school and had fewer responsibilities. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I I kind of I kind of slighted DP a little bit with my intro to that <laughs> sure. because you know he, he's a lot he's a lot younger and he is still in university. But I mean, this kid works like a demon and he doesn't have a whole lot of time for games either plus the fact that you know his only gaming console is about 3500 miles away from him right now yeah it's a sad time <laughs> you couldn't, so you couldn't I, smuggle I, a I ds think... up there with your in your bible or something <laughs> oh, I, I don't own a ds I, I don't own a ds or a oh. ps but you do own a bible so you're halfway there <laughs> yeah. also I any no i, I have no i have so Just cut on. out a couple go- uh, have... Gospels, uh, Shawshank Redemption style. Okay. <laughs> I have, though, um, and one thing that I, because I obviously have my computer with me here, and uh, it, I had never really gotten into PC gaming at all before, before basically being at a point where I had no choice, you know, either PC gaming or nothing. And, uh, you know, so I've definitely gotten, a, I don't have a whole lot of time, like, like Josh said, I'm kind of always working, it turns out, but uh, certainly I've spent a lot more time in PC gaming than what I would have otherwise done. And I, you know, it's, I think there's definitely something in that, whereas I certainly before wouldn't have, wouldn't have known a whole lot about it at all. Yeah, I mean, j- just 10 minutes into a Google search tells me that there are many, many, many indie PC RPGs that no one has heard of. So, no one. <laughs> And for some of those, there may be an awesome reason why. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I mean, I know. We are maybe talking about... You listen to this thing, maybe you try some of them, and uh, we... Yeah, absolutely. I will be happy or, to report back with anything that I find good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are talking about a genre here that for quite a while was propped up by people running stuff out of, of RPG Maker. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, know, I the, suppose if we're mentioning indie RPGs... There are a couple. To Ian Peregrine, one of our own, who's... Um, Mm. On his own Regressia Indeed. game. Which, yeah, sadly, it's I true. still haven't and got around to playing. Which is I haven't gotten to game. play a whole lot of it, but I it really felt like a uh, very old school Dragon Quest 
Yeah. And it was actually a lot of fun. Um, and we'll see if we can get that a little bit more promotion. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, uh, feel free to tweet at me at uh, Caves of Narsh, yeah, or uh, visit us on Facebook or the site, and we'll definitely get you pointed in the right direction to give that a try, because uh, he worked really hard on it, and it is a lot of fun to play from what I've seen so far, so that's worth checking out. And perhaps that's, uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, people around Final Fantasy always talk about, you know, you need to get back to the roots and that sort of thing, and, you know, for better or for worse, but, uh, you know, perhaps that's one real benefit of the the indie RPG that it's sort of in a position where it is, mm-hmm. you know, by default it's at you know the roots basically. Yeah, you know, you oh, don't and... have all of those super advanced, uh, you know, uh, graphic technologies or or you know what have you. So perhaps that is you know perhaps that is a very fertile ground then for for the genre moving forward. Think about, you know, going back five it, it minutes. is. There's a there's a lot of good R- indie RPGs out there. Even um and one that was made in RPG Maker has lit up Steam a little bit. Um, so you're right. It is fertile ground for a lot of sort of old school set sensibilities and retro vis- visuals and neat ideas. But I sort of like playing you know indie RPGs and AAA RPGs, and I would like to see yeah. you know both markets thrive. Oh sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. I I think going back five minutes, what DP just said, you know, maybe that's what ends up bridging that gap that I was talking about between, you know, your Bioware-style RPG and your Squeenix-style RPG. Maybe, maybe that's the niche that the indie developers can kind of plug the middle of. Yeah. The thing about an indie game, whether it's an RPG or anything else, is it's never going to be made by a bunch of people in suits sitting around a table thinking, what is a game that will appeal to the cool kids that we're not? Games no, I, that I would are made play that game. By... <laughs> yeah, you play Final Fantasy, so you do. If, um, if, if I see a Facebook post of like three developers on laptops dressed <laughs> to the nines in three-piece suits, I am buying that game, <laughs> especially if they've got ridiculous beards. All over that. Oh, man, but the suit beard you know, combo. An, an indie game that is, you know, it's not something that necessarily appeals to everyone or even to a mass of people. It's something that at least one person is passionate about. Which is not something I think you can always say about, um, you know, a AAA game. Sure. Well, yeah, because it's, I'm looking it comes at the clock up... here, boys. Oh man. And not to cut you off here, but <laughs> not to cut you off here, um, but I gotta cut you off here. Yeah, not to yeah. cut you off here. I blame Josh. It's just so fascinating. We just go on. I, you know what? Yeah, I think we had. The... I, I was nervous about this going in, and I think you know for. Three people who have never done this before, and one person who has a little bit, at least as a consumer, more experience. I feel like we've done a pretty good job here today. And hopefully uh, somebody out there <laughs> thinks the same thing, maybe, someday. You never uh, know. If they find you know, when, it, they when... just might like it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll promote it as best I can. But uh, I do think that it's probably time to wrap this one up. Uh, I think when I get this all cut together, we're going to be hovering right around the hour mark, which is actually a lot better than I thought we'd do. And I'm proud of us for doing this. And I really want to thank uh, all three of you guys for showing up today, because uh, without you three, it, A, would have been <laughs> exceptionally boring, and it B, been would have been about 14 it's... minutes long. <laughs> oh, great time. So... Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say to our legion of three fans before we sign off today? We love you guys. Don't leave we us. Love you guys. You are, <laughs> you are all handsome and or pretty and should ask us to make more of these. 
Some of you might be both handsome and pretty. I I believe it. I. You know, if there are any ladies out here, I can hook you up with a picture of DP without a shirt on. And we should have ended 20 seconds ago. (laughs) I think, yeah, wasn't the winger monologue something like 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Did I say that was the end, though? I don't think I said that. The winger monologue always comes in the last two minutes. Well, then I'll just re-edit all the pack stuff to be earlier. Just, yeah, it'll right. be completely seamless because I am a gifted <laughs> audio editor. Uh, all right, boys. Well, uh, I had fun doing this. I hopefully we can do it again real soon uh, with you guys. Maybe with some more uh, con special guests if we can round them up. And you know, hit us up. You know where to find us. Uh, we don't go anywhere. We lead very sedentary lives. So uh, oh look out for the next episode if and when we do one. And until then, uh, enjoy whatever it is that you're going to be playing. I suggest Final Fantasy Tactics. Bye-bye. <laughs>